Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan. Today's date is May 6, 2022. We're recording this podcast at 4.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the markets, which, to be honest, I don't even want to talk about. However, we're going into the weekend, so happy Friday. Remember, as we go into the weekend, never trust a weekend pump. Uh, what I'm like expecting to happen here, and uh, obviously I'm not predicting the future, but I'm expecting to kind of stay the same till Monday. Uh, and then we roll into next week, and we I think we got to move up from here. Yeah, we could have another uh, slight dip. Uh, I think buying pressure is uh, is too high to go much lower than this. So we'll see what happens next week. But uh, this week is blood on the streets pretty well. We'll have a look at the markets. Uh, we came off strong there after the first FOMC meeting by the Federal Reserve. Everything looks good. Uh, next day, some hawkish comments by the U- United States Federal Reserve and uh, some really hawkish comments by the European bankers. And that kind of set us off into quite a little price dip right now. We are at Bitcoin's at 35900 Ethereum at 2679 BNBs at uh, $379, XRPs at $0.59, cents. Solana at 81 bucks. Terra Luna 79 Cardano at $0.78, cents. and Dogecoin at $0.12. Cents. Uh, so the market is not looking great. Tesla is sitting at $8.65 per share. Uh, what do we got? Crypto.com's at 36, ApeCoin 36 cents, uh, just in case you're not in the know. And ApeCoin's down to 13.22. It's about $3 away from where I want to buy it. Uh, despite that, there's positive news in the market as long, uh, or as well, I should say, as, uh, some negative stuff here. Um, another ETF's been approved in, uh, in the States. In America, uh, I'm Canadian. We call it the states sometimes, so I got to uh, make sure that I clarify that, I guess. But uh, in America, the uh, SEC approves of Valkyrie Bitcoin futures ETF. <clears throat> Nothing uh, too exciting there. I think everyone was expecting, but there's a few uh, things in the news like that. And then Grayscale, uh, Grayscale's trust is now available. Their Bitcoin and their Ethereum trust are both available on uh, Robinhood to buy. Interesting. I'm not a huge fan of Robinhood, to be honest. I find them a tad shady, but options are never a bad thing. Um, So let's dig into the article here. Uh, Title, this is available on Cointelegraph, Cointelegraph, if you're interested. And the title is Grayscale's GBTC and E-T-H-E products are now available on Robinhood, which is their Bitcoin Ethereum trust. The discount brokerage has seen a steep decline in crypto-related revenue over the past 12 months as retail traders exit in the market. No surprise there. We've all seen that as per the price of crypto this last uh, about a year now. Digital asset manager Grayscale has made its flagship Bitcoin and Ether products available on Robinhood, the popular trading app open to millions of retail users. Beginning on Friday, Robinhood users will be able to trade Grayscale's Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, and Ethereum Trust, ETHE, directly through the app. Shares of the Bitcoin Trust provide investors with direct exposure to Bitcoin in the form of a security 
without having to buy or store the digital asset directly. Uh, E-T-T-H-E, meanwhile, operates as an open-end investment company whose shares reflect the value of Ether held by the trust. Finally, you can now trade Grayscale, Bitcoin Trust, and Grayscale Ethereum Trust on Robinhood. This is a tweet by Barry Silbert. Grayscale's Bitcoin Trust is the largest investment vehicle dedicated to the leading crypto asset. As of major or major as of May 2nd, the trust has 24.6 billion in assets under management. Grayscale's Ethereum Trust, meanwhile, has over 329 million. Robinhood operates a discount brokerage that provides retail investors with low barrier entry to financial markets, including crypto. In the first quarter, the firm's revenue declined by 43% year-over-year as sales for cryptocurrency trading dropped 39%. It's crazy. Despite the decline, Robinhood's net cumulative funded accounts increased 27% over the year. And currently, Robinhood lists over 20 cryptocurrencies for trading on its platform. I believe at this point still only a few of those are actual real wallets. But uh, do your own research with that. I'm not uh, incredibly familiar with uh, Robinhood. Retail traders embrace a crypto peak in the first half of 2021, a period that conceded with multiple record highs for Bitcoin and the broader and the broader market. However, retail interest has declined significantly since then, as evidenced by Google search trends and a lack of capital entering the market. Uh, which, if you're in the space, you're well aware of that. Um, moving on here, so I don't know. I don't know if you consider this positive, negative, or what. It kind of depends. It's kind of nothing. It's kind of neither right now as it's all open-ended. I think um, there's a lot of fear out there about uh, about this specific topic. And uh, it could be very much justified. Uh, in the end, we'll kind of see what happens. I think we're a lot of countries are going to find out either way. Um, but we're talking about CBDCs, if you haven't guessed. And uh, this article is by Cointelegraph, and the title is 90% of surveyed central banks are exploring CBDCs globally. More than two-thirds of central banks considered that they are likely or might possibly issue a retail CBDC in either the short or medium or short or medium term. A survey conducted by the Bank for International Settlements, or BIS, suggests that many central banks around the world are looking into rolling out a central bank digital currency, or CBDC. In the paper released Friday, the BIS Monetary and Economic Department said 90% of 81 central banks surveyed from October to December 2021 were engaged in some form of CBDC work. Um, I think they're just all seeing uh, what's going on with stable coins and uh, they're out of the loop entirely with it. And uh, that's probably a hard pill to swallow when you're normally the issuer and uh, the control of, uh, of the currency. And now all of a sudden out of nowhere for them and they're in their case out of nowhere on the left field. Now they're not. And uh, that's a massive change and uh, development, and they're, I can sense that they're scrambling for ideas. Um, I think my prediction, and um, take this for what it is, but uh, their lack of a 
the governments generally have a lack of ability to do things really well and efficiently and uh, problem-free. So I, I do think CBDCs are quite a ways off depending on uh, how they choose to implement them and what kind of talent they get to program that code. And there's a lot of variables going in, like uh, are they going to use the uh, Ethereum or Solana uh, blockchains? to implement their CBDCs. There's a lot of different different scenarios that, um, and most of which I could see with a product, the CBDC being the product, not not being very good and uh, not being reliable and uh, maybe even unable to use for periods of time. Like when you watch the government build a, a website or anything like that, uh, no matter what country you're from, everything is... Uh, scrambled and behind the private market. And I just don't see um, this being any different, really, in the grand scheme of things. But time will tell, and we will see uh, what happens with that. But I'm not fearful of it at the moment. Um, I hold my Bitcoin, and I dabble in uh, in alts, and uh, I'm I'm going to stay there. And that's by hedge against anything that could happen in the world pretty well. Uh, minus a famine. I can't, you can't eat Bitcoin, right? But um, it's financially, I, I feel pretty safe no matter what. And uh, I, my goal now is to try and get as many other people as possible onboarded into Bitcoins because so they have that, that same feeling that uh, I have and you have uh, with uh, some financial security because you have uh, you have that hard digital asset that no one can touch, um, which is so uh, so important, and uh, that's why I do this podcast and uh, TikTok and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, moving on, that was a little bit of a ramble. Um, Secapru's Valkyrie Bitcoin futures ETF, like recovered in the. Uh, in the title there, last month, the watchdog gave the thumbs up to, uh, wow, this is uh, two Koreans, two Koreans, Bitcoin Futures ETF, which is the first such vehicle to be approved under the 33 Act. <clears throat> so not the ETF we all want to see. We all want to see a spot ETF. Um, I think it's a matter of when, not if, and uh, I think it's going to be sometime in the near future if you think of the near future as the next couple of years uh i would like to see it within the next six months but um i don't know they, things change real fast so it's always possible uh but i uh, my prediction uh, i think is in the next two years is a pretty safe bet for a uh, bitcoin etf once they reach uh once they're under enough pressure to approve and they run out of excuses not to approve i think uh, we'll see something pop up uh but anyways we'll dig into the article here with the uh, future is not as exciting, but important nonetheless. And uh, moving on here, the United States Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, has given the green light to Valkyrie's Futures Exchange Fund ETF application. The, this represents another ETF that has been approved by the SEC, which has previously, previously accepted futures ETFs, but no sign of spot ETFs yet. According to the SEC document published Thursday, the application was filed under the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. It's crazy that they're using an act of 1934 to uh, regulate digital products and uh, assets. It's crazy. A bit with uh, little success this 
bar. Let me reread that sentence. Filed under the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 using the 19B-4 form, the same law that the spot Bitcoin ETF prospects are relying on, a bit with little success thus far. Last month, the watchdog gave the thumbs up to Tericrium's Bitcoin futures ETF. Sorry, Tericrium, or uh, however you pronounce that. Um, Bitcoin futures ETF, which is the first such vehicle to be approved under the 33 Act. First filed by Valkyrie in August 2021, the Valkyrie XBTO Bitcoin Futures Fund tracks Bitcoin Futures contracts. The agency likewise gave the go-ahead to Bitcoin Futures ETFs from ProShares and VanEck, and thus far have denied all applications to establish a spot Bitcoin ETF. The past year has seen a slew of applications for ETFs with several companies withdrawing their applications, such as Bitwise, which redirected attention to a spot fund instead. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. We don't want a futures ETF. We want a spot ETF. That's what these companies want. That's what the people want. That's what, uh, and that's what they don't want us to have. And I'm not sure why. I think it's possible because of the Bitcoin and number go up technology. They're fearful that a spot uh, Bitcoin ETF will cause Bitcoin's price to to go up dramatically, and uh, thus gaining attention and uh, attention of the general public and people wanting it more. So uh, I think they're just worried about that power that Bitcoin could gain from uh, a spot ETF and uh, the power that they lose when people are moving to Bitcoin. Um, and the general public gets excited. Most people buy Bitcoin at all time highs. It's not, it's not now when it's 36,000. It's um, it's at when it's 68,000 is when people buy and that's half the well more than half that's most of the reason why retail has completely left over the last year or so is um people bought in uh real high and uh the market dumped after with some of the fud we had from china and elon god bless him i like him but he caused some uh i don't know what caused but he added fuel to the fire of the uh, dumpage for bitcoin holders and dogecoin dogecoin holders got really burned on that as well on his saturday live thing but um that's why retail's not here they all bought at that price lost money directly after and have sold and never come back until bitcoin starts reaching that all-time high again and people will buy back in again as uh don't be one of those people you buy low and and hold or it's not going to matter if you're buying at 36 or 47 or 58 or 68 if you're holding long term if you have that long term mindset as well but um you buy when there's blood on the streets non-financial advice buy when there's blood in the streets right days like today um I think that's going to be it. Well, let's have a look at the greed and fear index. We're in extreme fear. No surprise there. Sitting at a 22, um, slightly lower than last week. We're at a 23 and definitely lower than yesterday, at a 27. I think I predicted that move. And uh, we'll see where we end up. Tomorrow we'll probably drop below that 20 mark. And uh, that'll be it for the podcast today. If you have comments, questions, concerns, Hit me up on Twitter at uh, Way of Crypto Cast or TikTok is probably your best place to reach me, and that's at Way of Crypto. Uh, I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye for now.